What's up, my friends, and welcome into today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. Allison and I got together right here in the studio to record uh, today's episode today. We couldn't have recorded it any later in order to get it out on time, and we had an absolute blast. We laughed so much this episode. We had a blast poking at each other and having uh, quite a deal of fun. So we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you do, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening on podcasts or if you're watching on YouTube. We are over 800 subscribers on YouTube. We're closing in on that thousand mark. That has been our big goal for the year. So if you're not yet subscribed on YouTube, please, youtube.com slash for the Catholic, hit subscribe. We are so close to that thousand, which, which is a huge goal for us. Thank you guys for watching, listening today. I hope that you enjoy it. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Jaquitha Sullivan. Wow. How are you? Hi. Are you doing okay? <laughs> I mean, that's a fancy new name you gave me, so yeah. What do you think? Rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. I can't even remember it to rate it. Jaquitha. <laughs> Did you make that up? Yeah. I mean, but you've heard it before. Do you know someone named that? No, 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 no. Because no. uh, you dis- like to name us after people, I've discovered. No, I, most of it's made up. Okay. Uh, I literally made it up to the point where, like, you know I didn't have this planned because we already tried the intro and you screwed it up. So I came up with it no, on the fly. <laughs> I refuse that responsibility. I did not screw it up. You did. You're a grown adult. <laughs> Listen, you keep telling me to push things and press things, and I want as little responsibility when I show up here as possible. Well, I want to show up and be charming. That's it. Well, it's not working. <laughs> you have <laughs> indeed showed up. <laughs> You've done half of what you expect of yourself. <laughs> I think your listeners should be the judge of that. Well, uh, you're they, a tough crowd. They are Taylor. pretty judgy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, you have something that has happened in your life recently uh, yeah, huh? that is confusing to me. Okay. Because it is like one of the things completely associated with Liv Harrison. How's that? And now you have oh, tried to steal oh, it. Oh, got it. Oh, steal I, it? You, uh-huh. uh-huh. you get it? Oh, steal it? I did. I did. So <laughs> uh, Liv, one of her like claims to non-fame, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like, you know, she just likes being next to fame like me. You know? <laughs> Neither of us are famous, but you know, you, Anthony, John, oh, you know, like that sort of thing. Um but she grew up in the town where this movie that's really old, really old. Oh like my gosh. anybody that was alive when it came out is like ancient. That's called Steel Magnolias. Rudish. You okay. know what year that movie came out? Definitely 80s. It was it 80s? I thought it was. Yeah. Way I'm gonna hold on, that. I'd like to guess. I'm gonna guess 87. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see if I was indeed <laughs> what did I say earlier? Anybody that was born when this movie came out was ancient? Yeah. It came out two weeks after I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I love when God spanks your little Heine and I get to watch. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> October 25th, 1989 was 89. when, the, was when okay. the greatest Catholic podcaster was born. Oh, November uh-huh. 5th, 1989 was when okay. a, uh, a movie that got a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 56 on Metacritic came out. Uh, you can currently watch it now on Netflix or locally in the Bryan area. On the on the stage, on Alice center stage Sullivan to be exact. Is... You have not been said the movie. Like your listeners, no, I did. Steel Magnolias. Yeah. I don't think you did. I think I did. Okay, let's I want let you... our listeners be judgy. Okay, well, so Liv was born in. Is it Natchez? Yes. Okay, and so yes, that is one of her fun talking points that she like totally lived there and probably knows the Christmas festival that has this you know shining moment in the in the plot and yeah, it's a great show. Have you seen it? Have you seen the movie? You look so hunched over. I know. (laughs) I know. And I keep trying to fix it. It's a camera thing. I'm not. There you go. Now you can see it. I don't think that's fixing it either, to be honest. Okay. But I keep trying to fix it, and then that feels weird. (laughs) So it's a problem. (laughs) Okay, but anyways. Pop, lock, and drop it. Pop, lock, and drop it. (laughs) You are kind of a good chair dancer. Like a a while ago, because you always say you don't like to dance, you hate dancing, like you don't want to be at the wedding on the dance floor. But every now and then, if a a beat comes on that you're enjoying, you are a good little, I imagine it's well, from the car, the, like car yeah. dancer. The listeners yeah. know this because I'm white. I have this theory on uh, white people. Okay. Uh, I can dance my lower half. Oh, pretty well. Oh, 
Okay. I can dance my upper half pretty well. Uh, I can't do both at the same yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that so, makes like, sense I can, to me. I can groove up here on the yeah, top. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. my tush. Okay. I just can't. It's just. If you try to do both together, it looks like. Uh, like Unintentionally when you, when you, when you funny. you catch a bug in a trap or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I dance, people think I'm kidding, and I'm like, I'm not kidding. I've seen I was... you dance. How's that? We've been at dances together. <laughs> really? Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Was there. Does that count? I don't know if that counts. Of course, it counts because Anyways. it was the most. Um, I had a blast. <laughs> there was there was uh, f- what do they call it? Like fluid influencers. <laughs> um, okay, so yes, I am in. I am in Steel Magnolias. Did it is. On stage. Is this your first stage production? It is. And you specifically chose the one to upstage Liv, literally. Oh my gosh, what in the world? This is, okay, Liv is not the only one that has like a a heart for this movie. I mean, this is beloved. Like eight people live in that town. Oh my gosh, (laughs) but the movie was huge. The cast alone, like Julia Roberts, Olivia, uh, Olympia Dukakis, Dolly Parton. Hello, Do- I say that I'm not a very like starstrucky type person. Like I could meet people and like be fine. You're just a person. It's cool. Um, if I met Dolly Parton, I would lay down and cry. I've like, seen I, Dolly Parton. Oh, isn't she lovely? Isn't I just. She lovely? I just. That's not her song, I'm gonna way. cry when she dies. Like it. I. Love Dolly Parton. All that to say, everyone loves Steel Magnolias. Liv is I've not the only. Well, that's why you're confused. So you should see it, and then you should come see the play. I do think people need to see the movie before they see the play. You see, you told me this the other day when you were leaving my house. Yeah. That makes me think the play is bad. If I have to know something going yeah. in, if it, it, that sounds to me. The literally the thing that I put in my head was like my kids trying to tell me the plot of a movie, and you're like, "Oh, just watch the movie, and your kid will make sense." It's like I think you're not giving yourself enough. Yeah. Well, I thank you. I guess here's the thing. Here's (laughs) what. Here's what it is, is that so plays that are written for the stage are a little bit abbreviated, right? I mean, there's only so many scenes you can do. There's only so many sets you can do. Um it's just whereas there's only so many effects you have and so people have to pay attention um it's just it's obviously dialogue heavy right well in a movie you have a lot of movement and a lot of different locations and so there's a there's a fleshing out that happens in a movie so it's kind of like if you were reading a book and then you saw the movie you'd be like read the book first because that's even more I of a fleshing out i know but it it really gives you a fuller experience and for somebody that is um how do i say this politely critical if you saw the movie first, I think it would make you less critical of what's happening on stage. So you, you're trying to protect yourself by making me watch this twice. <laughs> <laughs> I am, Listen, trying to make you nice to me? Yes. So, so you you are actually very good at giving just the right amount of insult that like my feelings aren't actually hurt. I can I just I can just pretend that they're hurt. <laughs> I feel like I'm usually pretty good at that, and then every now and then I cross the line, and then people get mad at me. <laughs> well, anyways, yes, I am Clary in Steel Magnolias, which was played by who? Olympia Dukakis. And I've everyone, never heard of that person. Everyone that has seen it is like, oh my gosh, that is the perfect role for you because. I- here. She's a good friend. She's got, you know, some some sass. She's a little sarcastic. So it's fun. It's I'm having a blast. It does sound perfect for you, but yeah. here's my thought. Mm-hmm. I thought you were one. I've seen pictures and you have like incredible gray hair uh-huh. and it made me so happy uh-huh. <laughs> to see what this would look like if you didn't color I know, it. Right? <laughs> well, here's the problem. I love the second wig I wear. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to, I think maybe I should go short here. Can I, I tell, I meant to ask you to bring it. To oh, I should have. What were we thinking? Okay. But I want to tell you a true story. So after I saw frozen, I was like, their bangs are so cute. Anna and Elsa's bangs are so cute. I'm going to get bangs. I cut bangs after a cartoon, after seeing a cartoon. So I'm like, we are not going to make the same mistake because I like this short hair in a wig where I chop off my hair and think it's going to look the same. Don't be ridiculous. If only there was some other way that I could look like this and take pictures. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) So I've been making everyone who loves me pinky promise. I will not cut my hair. I will not cut my hair. 
Anyways. Like anyone in your life has control over you. Oh, well, again, thank you, I guess. You're welcome. You're welcome. So here's here's my my thing. Okay. Because um, we knew, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're, you've got all these L.A. connections now. Mm-hmm. And so I assumed that you were going to be playing one of these leading roles. And you keep saying this Dukakis name. Yeah. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and I okay. see... Sally Field's character, Julia Roberts' character, Dolly mm-hmm. Parton's character, mm-hmm. a, a man or woman named Daryl Hannah's character. That's, that's a woman. She's lovely uh, also. Isn't she lovely? She is. Isn't Daryl lovely? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't see your character listed in the in the main Wow. That so, is painful because so it's like, actually an ensemble and we all have the one, same two, amount of three, lines. Four. So you're not top four billing. No, in that's this ridiculous. Local that's ridiculous. We all have this I it's, thought you were famous. What's it's, wrong with you? <laughs> TikTok fame doesn't translate to stage fame. You couldn't even get the Dolly Parton part. <laughs> oh, Truvy would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. No, there's six people and it's all pretty equal. So I don't know what's up with Wikipedia. I have a, I, I have like to have a word. So, that's something the director tells you when you're like, okay, you could be the tree. <laughs> no, come see. You have equal time. You can You'll be the tree. see. You'll the tree's see. there in most of the scenes. I have one of the most fun scenes. It happens towards the end. And um, yeah. So anyway, I love my role. It's perfect. So what is me. Steel Magnolias about? And why are, yeah. why are the plants made of steel? Okay, so... I did, you know, there's no, what do you call it? Spoilers? There's no spoiler alerts when a movie's like a jillion years old, right? So, like, let's just go ahead and say what it's about. <laughs> I'm not I'm now a jillion years old because it's my age. Quite but, literally my I age. I mean, aren't there rules to spoilers? It's yeah, like two you're weeks. two weeks. Okay. Well, I, we're far past that. So, here we go. Two, it's two weeks from my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> Literal plug, birthday. Turn it down. Plug your ears if you don't want to know. Hey, but my ear explodes. You're halfway there already. Um, so, it is about a, a, very small local um, beauty shop where all of these best friends kind of congregate on Saturdays basically and share their lives with one another. And one of the lady's daughters is getting married and she is a diabetic. And so she has this really just fragile body that she needs to be very aware of. And she gets pregnant. Is that your character? No. (laughs) (laughs) She gets pregnant against doctor's recommendations and ends up passing away. And so these women all come together to support one another. And there is this line in the play that the men are supposed to be like steel, you know, and um, one by one, they couldn't take it when they like turned off the machines and it was just her and her mom left and it was her and these women. And so the magnolias is there's kind of a fight over these magnolia blooms because of wedding decorations. Anyways, it's just kind of funny. Um, and anyways, so it's still, so it's still magnolias because we are these Southern delicate, beautiful women. And then, but we're made of steel because we're strong as I'll get out. And there's this very, there's this one very beautiful monologue in the movie. And it reminds me of the women staying at the foot of the cross. And so we're all kind of pushed to our furthest edges when it comes to emoting in that scene. And that's always just what gets me. So I'm not surprised. I was going to say starring, but clearly you're not one of the top four. But I'm not surprised you're almost starring in, a, in an anti-man show. It's not anti-man. Not only is your show anti-man, you can you're s- saying that the crucifixion story is now anti-man uh-huh. because the one man still at the cross was uh-huh. crucified. And then See, this, is, this is such a lovely microcosm of when people lose privilege, it feels like persecution. We can celebrate our womanhood without bashing men. So that's, that's uh, what it's about. The men are steel and they all disappeared yeah it's not bashing men at all (laughs) they weren't good enough they couldn't cut it but the women totally could oh my gosh so oh i I, by the way i have i do need to have a word with wikipedia because if shirley mclean as weeza isn't in the top four (laughs) i am one of the hit rappers in 1989 (laughs) (laughs) weeza oh my gosh that's that's actually funny um so but I am in good company if she was left off of the top four because Weez- Shirley MacLaine as Weeza is brilliant. <laughs> you got outcast by a man or a woman named Daryl. <laughs> she's so Daryl Hannah. She's beautiful. She's like six foot tall and blonde. Imagine and having beautiful. two names and one's a man's name and one's a woman's uh, name. <laughs> I think I love when women have boys' names. I think it's sexy. Like what Alex. A, what or, about when boys have girls' names? Do you think that's sexy? Um. <laughs> I feel like you're about to turn me into a bigot somehow by saying no, but no, I don't. Allison, what's my name? 
I was just like, that's hilarious. I've never thought of it. You're just, you're Taylor. You're Taylor. Uh, you're never not, thought of that. I've huh? never thought that you have a girl's name. I don't know. I know a lot of guys named Taylor. It's, yeah, it's 50, I have a cousin it's, it's named 50, Taylor. 50, 50. It's 50 yeah. 50, I think. Yeah. Um, which means I have uh, higher billing as a Taylor than you have in this There place. are some one, There are ones where I'm like, really? Like um, Shannon or Courtney? I'm like, come on. Like, that's, that feels rude. Shannon, Shannon, I think is more girls. I, I like there was a basketball player named Courtney Lee. He was very manly, so yeah, he kind of manified Courtney for me. Yeah. Uh, what What was um? Co- there was two, Corey, and what was the guy's name? I can't think of it. But there was this like the hottest guy and the hottest girl in mm-hmm. our school. Mm. Were they were brother and sister, and they were like flipped. Oh, really? Yeah. So the girl was Corey. Hmm. And the guy was a girl's name. I Interesting. Can't remember. And it was all. Yeah, like, I like androgynous names for girls. Androgynous. Yeah. Sounds like a genderless. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, now you're bringing your genderless uh, agenda here to the show. Oh, I see my what's gosh. happening. First, it's man bashing. Now there can't be men. I see what you're doing. Oh, here. have mercy. Oh man. So, uh, steel magnolias. Huh? Come see it. It's downtown, Brian. It's fun. Yeah, it's been we've been sold out like every performance. It's been a blast. I'm having the time of my life. There's eight chairs. Who knew? Sold out every night. <laughs> it is small. It is tiny. Like, do not come expecting, you know, this really fancy production. It is just wonderful women coming together. You know, here's the thing about no stage acting. <laughs> Jeez. It has been actually, it has been 50-50 every performance. We thought that it would be all women, and there have been so many lovely men there. Everybody there is named Taylor, Courtney. Okay, Shannon. are you coming? Are you coming? I hope so. How much longer is it gonna go? Two more weekends, but it's sold it like oh, it's only weekends. It's sold out. It's Thursday oh, through then I Sunday. Guess I'm not coming. Well, the last weekend is not sold out yet. Okay. But anyways. <gasps> oh, the last weekend is what I'm <laughs> I think there's conference. a f- Oh, there's a few more seats this weekend. I can Anyways, come this weekend. But here, the thing about stage acting is like, it's this. Okay. So you know how when things are true with a capital T, it's like they're true everywhere. So like, there's so many things that happen when I'm teaching yoga where I'm like, oh, wow, that's a metaphor for life. And um, it's true with stage acting too. Like it requires such full presence. Like you have to be fully present to not flub a line, to not miss a line. Because once you get comfortable with your lines, you can get too, a little too comfortable on stage. And like, there's, I have a prop where I'm like reading an old star magazine, you know? And I'm like, oh, Sylvester Stallone did it. And I'm like, oh, I missed a line because I'm like reading about Sylvester Stallone. Anyways, there's just this really neat thing, practice really for life about being fully present in a moment, like really not letting things distract you from what's most important. And that's been my favorite part is just the mutuality that happens in being fully present with five other women on a stage. It's been really, really beautiful. And you just get like, you perform past your sensor. It's like, there's something about being fully present that has really transformed the way that I'm living life right now. Like I absolutely love this and I had no idea I would. So a place that I struggle being fully present is like in church. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. do you struggle with that or are you a good enough actor where you can pretend mm. and, and play like you're paying attention? Because you look really holy when you're in church. <laughs> Granted, I haven't seen you in a while, but you know, <laughs> you do look pretty holy in church. No, I think, you know, this is, that's funny that you say that. So we go on. That's so funny. Oh, stop. That's, <laughs> how, saw, I, that's how I said that just then. So California. <laughs> Ew. Sorry. Um, okay. So <laughs> I love California. Um, we yeah. do this. Um, a little friend ski trip almost every year. Um, but I'm like an okay skier. Um, I mean, I'm fine, but I, anyways, this guy, the a friend that we were skiing with was like, for someone that only kind of likes skiing, like you sure do look good doing it. Like, and he, he meant like you, no, he meant like you look really, no, (laughs) he meant like you look really comfortable on a ski slope. Like you look really, and I'm it. So I know how things are supposed to look. Like, I know what a good skier looks like, and then I mimic it. (laughs) So I think there's something about knowing what a good actor looks like and then mimicking it versus actually being it. And I think mimicry is the second best thing to holiness. Like, you know what holiness is, and then you can just mimic it 
but actually being holy requires exactly what you just said, which is full presence. So am I fully present in church? I have to think about it. I have to be fully present. Like it's, it's something that I have to return to again and again and again. What's interesting though, is that like we, the mimicry is better than nothing. Agreed. Being bad. Agreed. To where like we all learn how to be holy like as kids, but even like I'm reminded when I when I zone out a mass or whatever, yeah, and I see somebody else doing it, yeah, reminded to be like, oh, I need to head forward, pay attention, put my phone away, you know, look at the priest, look at the like, or like close my eyes or whatever. Right. Mimicry actually helps get to that next place. I totally agree. I think that's a really deep point because I think that you can accidentally find some holiness like in the mimicry of that's like the only way I've done it my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> well that's not for nothing. I okay, I don't know. This might be a little TMI and I don't I might regret sharing this, but that's well, okay. I hope it's not the TMI <laughs> thing you shared before the show. Oh stop <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So when we were adopting Emmanuel, there were all of these really wonderful reasons that we felt called to do this and wanted to do this and felt excited to do this. And then there was this really like I don't know, like worrying part of me that was like, I was confiding in a group of friends where I was like, what if I'm just doing this because I I like how the picture looks in my head of us with this adopted baby, baby. Like, what if I'm, what if I'm a poser? What if I'm whatever? And my friend so calmly this, I just love this. She so calmly looked at me and was like, Allison, there's going to be good reasons and there's going to be bad reasons for every single thing that we do. It's Okay. You know, like do the thing. So, and I just loved the liberation in that. Like how much bigger is the God we serve than the one we think we serve? And there was just something so accepting and like God knows, God knows our motivations, you know, and it's okay. I just think that he's, what he's been doing in my walk lately has just been very tender. He's he's been very gentle with me lately. And so I just feel like I know a different side of him and all of the things that disappoint me about myself and his tenderness with them has been really motivating. So and the anyway. way that that is proven to, uh, to, to myself and to all the listeners is that you're not offended that you're not a top four building in this play that you're in. Not at so, all. Uh, don't go anywhere. Don't. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Today's sponsors are our friends over at Be A Heart Designs. They sent me this St. Joseph Saint doll. I'm so excited about this. Like, it's really for my kids, but I'm super excited about it. I'm jealous of his hair. If you're watching, you can see this. He has tremendous hair. He's got a little saw here. He's got an L in his pocket for, you know, Satan is a loser. I'm just kidding. It's a little measuring thing for carpenters. And then I found this little treasure on the, on the back of him. He has a little backpack and inside of his backpack, there's this little card that says, you know, St. Joseph, father of Jesus. But here's the little reflection on the back. Imagine you are cutting wood with Joseph, the carpenter from Nazareth. Imagine him teaching you to hear God in the silence as your hand slides over the plank in front of you. For Joseph knows that God is in all things. So we are so excited for um, to be partnering with our friends over at Be A Heart Design. They have great dolls like this. They have stuff for kids. They have stuff for adults. They have stuff for your home. They have um, all kinds of Catholic lifestyle products. So... Uh, head on over to beaheart.com, B-E-A-Heart.com. Right now, they are doing their summer sale, which means that there's a little pop-up right when you go to their website. If you sign up for their newsletter, you will get 10% off your per- first purchase store-wide. So stock up right now from our friends over at Be A Heart Design. St. Joseph says to go, go, go to Be A Heart Design. That's what St. Joseph would sound like if he spoke English. Do it now, beaheart.com. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. What are you doing with your shirt there? Showing it off. <laughs> Showing off your Sinner Saint Sister shirt that we're both. We didn't talk about how cutie cutie we are right now. I like now. doing stuff like that. Like I like <laughs> like like this hat. Like I wore this greatest grandpa hat for months before somebody was like, "What are you wearing?" Stop <laughs> it. That says greatest grandpa. It does. That is fantastic. So my my oldest child is nine. Um, so, uh, I kind of want one. Except yeah. it's not as funny when I'm wearing it. I think it's just as funny. No, I could be a grandma. <laughs> but you're not a grandma. <laughs> there goes your gender thing again. <laughs> you and your gender agenda today. Gen- okay, now that would be funny. 
<laughs> I showed up today with an agenda. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. You've had a couple of things that have genuinely made me laugh today. Usually I'm just being polite. Usually just acting. I mean, we know that you're a you're a you're a B-list local actor. So. <laughs> we're sinners together, we're saints, we're sisters, like, you're this, actually this, funny. What's happening? This might be the first thing that I wore. That kind of got this reaction like this. Like, uh-huh. people would look at me like, like what? what? Well, no, I guess it was, I guess the first thing was the the Make Thoughts and Fun Again hats that I had that were the yeah. red that looked yeah. just like uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. pre- previous presidents. And people would walk up to me angry and then laugh when they got close. And it's like, that's kind of the yeah. reaction I want from that's humans. What, that's like, what we were after. We're, we kind of yeah. wanted to be angry at him, but he's actually kind of funny. Like, that's yeah. kind of what I want from people. And then this one was the next one, wearing this this. Like I would wear this to work out. So it's like there's this big guy wearing a sister shirt. <laughs> and then now I'm wearing the greatest grandpa. I just love the reactions. It's good. Okay, so to be clear, your MO, like if we could just like boil this down, is I I you want to be, I want you to be angry at me, but then you laugh. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. that's I want you Taylor Schroll in a I'm nutshell. A jerk, but then realize that I'm actually a good person. It's a very big nutshell, but yes. Okay. Okay. I think I, it makes total sense to everyone yeah. listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does. I've just never boiled it down that plainly, that simply. But yeah, that's know it. Know thyself, man. Know thyself. <laughs> so um, we started this thing. Uh, I've talked about it on the show before, but this is the first time that I've talked about it since it started. We started this new ministry yeah. at our church called Foundations. And yours truly is is running it, and I'm and I'm really enjoying it. So, um, just kind of a backtrack a little bit. We started Alpha at our parish, which yes. wasn't we didn't make that up. That's a national, right? You know, or not even national, like a. a I couldn't think of the word global. I almost said yearly. <laughs> it's, it's yearly across across the year, just all over the universal in the in the, like our in church. the year of Africa, in the year of Europe, in the year of Asia. You know, just across the whole year. Uh, but it's this global thing, and we started it, and then we were like, "What's after Alpha? Like, what's what's the next thing that you need to do?" Because yeah. Alpha is all about like uh, relationship with Jesus, uh-huh. proving that God is real. You want to have a relationship with him, right? Yeah. And then the next thing, we're like, what on this like path of discipleship? What's the next thing? Mm-hmm. So we called it foundations, which is like the t- it's it, we're kind of doing like the top ten like Catholic teachings, like the foundational teachings yeah. of the Catholic Church, right? Because we got God, we got Jesus, and now let's build on on that foundation with the foundations of the church. Um, and this group that's going through it is like I'm the youngest person in the room by a pretty wide margin mm-hmm. um and so it's it's this interesting thing of like i've worked with young people for forever and I, mm-hmm. I, i'm now that i'm getting older i mean i'm as old as the steel magnolias so i mean it's not like i'm a young little <laughs> sapling anymore so you know I, 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 <laughs> with magnolias that was clever gosh you're on today okay go ahead sorry i didn't even mean to do that <laughs> So, uh, but I, I've done things like I, I've, uh, you know, I've done events for seniors, like not in high school, but like, you know, I've done a couple events for seniors. I've yeah. done, um, and they, they loved me. I, I was just going to ask, I, I thought, how do they take you, Taylor? Uh, like what we talked about earlier. You're intended. They were like angry yeah. for a while. And they were like, actually, he's pretty cool. Okay, like, you know, you're like, fine. <laughs> he's loud. <laughs> he's loud. I can hear him. You turn on the volume, <laughs> ma'am. We don't even have a sound system. That's just him. Um, so, like, I, you know, I've, I've done events for that. I've done like Paris, you know, like I've done some Paris wide events now. And it's like usually some older people. So I'm starting to get into this realm where doing youth ministry, you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, like I'm the person that knows the most in the room. Uh-huh. But now that we're doing like older people, it's one of those things where it's like now now I'm just one of many. Like yeah. there are people who know a lot more about the church in some aspects yeah. than I do. I mean, I've studied this stuff and I've given my life to it. So I would hope that I would know more than yeah. at least some people in the room. Yeah. But it's been it's this wide gamut of people who um, like the, what I've noticed, we've we've done two of them now. We've had two weeks of this, and what I've heard from them and what I've heard from like some of the other Old, you know, some of the, you know, their peers, some of the older adults that are helping me is that like they've had conversations because they're friends, right? Yeah. And they're like, a lot of people have been going to church and sitting through mass and doing all this stuff and haven't learned this stuff their whole life. Sure. they grew up in a time period right. where systematic theology wasn't being taught. Yeah. You know? Just like, yeah. just peace, love, and Jesus and, and go about your, go about your life. And they're great people, but they haven't had the systematic theology or 
there's this other group of people where I kind of feel like I I kind of fit in. It's like mm-hmm. we know a lot of things, yeah, but there's two two things about it. And this is how I always approach it with people because I don't want to come across as like the young guy trying to just tell everybody, how, you know, oh yeah, I know more than you, right? Sure. So the the two things that I always say when I'm working with with older people is um, one, I might. I might tell you something new. I might I might be able to teach you something you've never heard. Because, like, I did half a master's in this. I have an undergrad degree in this. Like, I've studied it for work and all this kind of stuff. I might tell you something new. And that'd be great. Because every new thing that we learn about God is another reason to love him. Right? I've said that. This is all stuff. And ironically enough, it's fitting the theme of this segment. Because it's like, this is stuff that I talked about, like, early on in the show. Yeah. just haven't talked about in a while. Yeah. Because it's, like, foundational for the right. show. And then we just kind of moved on. Right, right, right. But, like, every new thing we learn about God is another reason to love him. Just like when you started dating your husband, it's like mm-hmm. you, you're learning new things about him, and most of the things make you fall a little bit more in love with him. Some of the things you're like, I don't know if he's the one, but you know, you work through those things. But uh, the good news about God is he doesn't have those things, you know. But um, so it's like I might teach you something new, but what I'm probably going to do more is remind you of things that you've known for a long time. Yeah. And bring them back to the forefront yeah. and maybe help you apply them to your life now. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, like even to the most basic of, like, God loves you, right? We've all heard that. Jesus loves you. This I know for the Bible tells me so. We've all heard that Jesus loves us so much, so often. Yeah. But then somebody might say it at the right moment when you feel like a piece of crap and yeah. you feel like nobody loves right. you and God doesn't love right. you. And you're just like, oh, this most basic yeah. teaching of, of Christianity, I kind of forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a Bible study on Philippians, and you're like, oh, really? A Bible study on Philippians? How novel. But then it's like, but you've never yeah. studied Philippians right Not now. a novel, a letter. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't studied it right at this stage of your life with what you're carrying right now. And so, absolutely, it's like new and fresh. One of the things, you said something a second ago that reminded me of every now and then I will write something, whether it's a you know, something in the book or a post or something where it's like, oh my gosh, I have, I feel that exact thing. I just haven't put it into words like that. Thank you. Because, and there's something so intimate about that shared experience. It's like, just because I said it, we both know it, you know, and there's something, there's some way I put it that made you think of something that you already know. You know, and but there's there's mutuality. There's that word again. Um, there's mutuality in that shared experience. I don't remember that word coming up before. Um, last segment, I was just talking about the mutuality that happens on a stage because you're in this oh, very yeah. you, this shared moment listen. together. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out how to connect it to faith somehow. <laughs> yeah, you were, no, but okay. Again, so I I said this in the last interview I did for my own show is that she was being very kind and saying you're such a good host and how you like transition or whatever. And I said, well, to be honest with you, there you go with your gender ideology, the, what transitioning. I, oh gosh, <laughs> jeez, a gender. So I, she was giving me a compliment and I was saying, to be honest, when I go back and listen, I learn new things because I'm not 100% present because I am thinking of that, like how to get to whatever. So anyways, yes, you were thinking about how to, how, how are we going to fit God into this little segment? It's like Alice has been talking about stealing knowledge for 16 while minutes. I, <laughs> what are we going to do? While I was saying, brilliant things <laughs> anyways but there's mutuality you have that shared experience and it's very intimate it's very bonding and so you have really bonded with this group i mean you talk about this group a lot i mean i think it comes up every time i see you like you're really i'm, I'm really growing excited. and you're really and by the way the other thing that i was thinking while you were talking is that you have the young people that you're always shaping i mean as a, a coach or whatever like you're always pouring into them and it's just your lifestyle and then now you have this this older, more mature group that you're with. And I have found that it's in those times in my life where I'm with both that I am probably the sharpest because you have to stay sharp to mentor young people. You have to have humility to be mentored by older people. And there's something about the mutuality of both of those. That is, that's when I'm at my best. I'm worried for you then if you, if you find that, cause you're going to run out of people older than you very soon. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, this is again, this is how you think you're hurting my feelings and I can pretend to be offended. And it's fantastic because I don't care that I'm old. Yeah, then you'll disappear, I love that you'll I'm disappear old. disappear for six weeks and I won't hear from you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just pretending that you hurt my feelings. <laughs> Jeez. I love being old. I, I told you, I wish I was born 40. It's where all you the really good stuff happens. Today's show would have I been know. so much better if you would have brought your wig. Can we do it next time or is the moment past? Well, you can still bring it back and we'll, you'll wear it and we won't. 
We won't reference it at all. (laughs) Yes. Okay, perfect. And those who know, know. If you know, you know. Anyways, foundations. Yeah. So the other thing is this this whole idea of systematic theology. It's like it's it's just like not only it's not saying that it's a system, but it's like there's an order to it. Right. Uh So the the way the way that I that I do it and like we're on video, but most of y'all listen on, on audio only. But it's like think of like like a dartboard. Right. So, or like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, like a, a whiteboard. Let's think, think of a whiteboard. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I immediately pit it away. And you're like, let's stick with the circles. <laughs> like a whiteboard. Right. So in the middle of the whiteboard, I'm going to draw gonna a write... dartboard on it is what I'm going to do. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Whiteboard. We're going to, we're going to draw a dartboard in the middle of the whiteboard. <laughs> and in that side of that dartboard is going to be the Trinity. Right. Okay. That's the most important thing. The Trinity. It's a circle. I'll see what I did there. I, I, I'm able to, all the crap you throw out, I can use. So, there's this whiteboard. In the middle, there's the Trinity. And it's like, we know things about the Eucharist. Let's say that let me put that a little bit outside of the Trinity. And then we also know things about like fasting on Fridays during Lent. And that's way out mm. on the, like, the top right Good. corner yeah, of yeah, the whiteboard. Yeah. Gotcha. And then the bottom left of the whiteboard is Allison's gender ideology. Yeah, like, right. You know, the church is teaching on gender. And uh-huh. then up here, there's the church is teaching on abortion. And over here is like the church is teaching on the Old Testament. And like, did the earth really flood? Or was Adam and Eve real people? Right. You know, like, there's the church is teaching on that. And it's like, we might know little pockets of that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of you might know the church is teaching on all those things, some of those things, none of those things, whatever. But it's like the, there's two things that we need to do. First of all, we always need to draw, be able to draw a line on the whiteboard from that teaching to the Trinity, to Love. God, right? Yeah. So it's like, how, how, how does, you know, the Eucharist is really easy. It's like right outside that circle. It's like, mm-hmm. how does this connect with, it's like, oh, God sent his son and then he left us the Eucharist. Okay, that's easy. But it's like gender ideology. Yeah. Oh, that's a deeper topic how does that connect with yeah with god but then also being able to draw lines between those things mm. it's like this top right corner of like fasting and in, in lent how does that connect to gender ideology mm-hmm. right how do we start drawing lines between all these to where it's all connected through the trinity in the middle mm-hmm. but it's also like it's a connected thing where it's like because that you know what is it the um What's the, I can't think of the word. It's like where you you hold two things in your head at once that don't make sense together. Like an anomaly? Uh, um, dichot- um, a dichotomy? Um, hold something. on. A di, okay. It's something. I, f- I feel really dumb. I, I tried to bring it up, but okay, it's, it's, okay. it's like you're, 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 a duality, maybe that's the thing. Uh-huh. It's like you hold these two things in your head and you're like, how can I believe these two things at once? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, for instance, how can I believe that scripture is inerrant? Mm-hmm. Like having no errors, but also I read the first two chapters of Genesis and the creation stories are completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. How is that not an error, right? Mm-hmm. How am I able to hold those two things? And it's like we have to dig a little bit deeper into theology and like start realizing like, oh, like we don't believe that like you know the first few books of Genesis are like factual historical stuff. It's still teaching truth though, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you know because people can read the Bible and be like, oh, it already contradicts itself in the first two yeah. chapters. And it's like, well, we need to know more. We need to know where the Bible come from. How is the Bible written? How was yeah? What, what was the, what was the point of the authors? What was what was God trying to say? And we have to hold all these things in to make these things that that seem like a yeah. dichotomy in our head, right? Oh, like actually that all yeah, makes sense yeah. together. And and the tension between them is we're we're invited to lean into that. That's okay. Um wh- what I hear you saying in all this which I love is that it's it's a lot of an exercise of keeping the major things major and the minor things minor. That's not to say they don't matter. It's just to say it's not foundational. Yeah. You know, so the- like when Jesus showed up and when we um, analyze his life and his words and his his actions, his ministry, that is an invitation to know who God is. God, in sending Jesus, seemed to be laying himself out on the dissection table saying, look at me, examine me, what do you find? And when we look at Jesus and how he lived and the things that he said, now we know who God is. We have to make that adjustment that God isn't. When we look at Jesus, he's not this, you know, angry figure with his holy hands on his, you know, disappointed hips tapping his toe at us. You know, Jesus, again, this came up in the first segment also, but is is so gentle, um, except for the people, of course, who... You know, um, we're not gentle at all. <laughs> so tiles, <laughs> <Pronounced gentile. laughs> uh, you brought up, you brought up this thing that I don't think I've ever talked about on the show. Have you ever heard of the hierarchy hierarchy of truths? Mm. 
So that's another thing that I like. I didn't learn until I was in grad school, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what you were just saying. The church has this higher hierarchy of truths. So there's dogma at the top. Mm-hmm. So like the central church teachings, the highest authority of teaching. So like the Trinity, the incarnation, sacraments, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Next is doctrine. So official teaching based on revelation, teaching on faith and morals, that sort of thing. And then the next thing is discipline. So like. Um, church practices to aid in our holiness. So like no meat on Fridays during Lent, that sure. sort of thing. Right. Sure. So a- like aid in holiness. I like that. even yeah. even getting that that hierarchy, because I think so often people, you know, it's it's like the food pyramid kind of thing. It's like you try sure, to you try yeah. to flip the pyramid over yes. where where we're like, oh, like somebody somebody's not, you know, uh, you know, somebody ate meat on Fridays. And yes. it's like, well it's like, okay, like that's that's an issue, but it's not as important as somebody believing in Absolutely. a Trinitarian God or somebody believing in uh, the incarnation or somebody believing in like, you know, like the do- the dogmas or like the Marian dogmas and these sorts of things, right? Yeah. Where it's like we're, we're trying to make the important things in more important and yes. kind of get back to the basics. Because it's always easier, especially with holiness. It, again, this is kind of the mimicry thing where it's like you go for the lowest hanging fruit. Like what's the easiest thing I can change in order to appear holy? Okay, so I shouldn't say this word or I should, you know, clean up my language this way or not smoke or not drink. Okay, yes, good, fine. But if we're just trying to mimic how holiness looks, it's kind of like the disciples, you know, really pressing Jesus for, okay, but what's most important here? And he's like, look, would you just love God supremely and love others wildly, please? You know, like that's where we get to that, that smallest circle. And then if you, you know, if we're cleaning up our language on this, you know, outer ring of the dartboard over here, like, yes, that, that certainly helps. But yeah, we got to get the loving God and loving people thing right. And I think that's that's one of the things that I like to invite people in in this foundations. And it's reminding me and I wanted to come on and to remind people here. It's like I because of, of who I am and kind of like the the knowledge that I have and the, the work that I'm in, I can often tune out basic tea. I, I tune out homilies all the time because mm-hmm. it's like this is basic stuff for basic Right. The basic person in the pew or whatever. And it's this prideful thing of like, oh, I don't need to hear this whenever it's like, no, like we need to come back to the basics because it's like the biggest thing of all. It's like, yeah, it's nice to learn new things. It's nice to revisit and kind of grow in our knowledge. Yeah, because we can grow to love God more. But ultimately, it's all about the application. Of this stuff. Yeah. It's about applying these things to our lives. And. You know, it's like, oh, I can tune out. It's like, oh, yeah, of course we need to forgive our enemies, blah, blah, blah. I still have enemies that I haven't finished forgiving. Right. And like, so I like tuning out these basic things. It's been a challenge to me. And I want to challenge people today to like when you want to tune out of like basic things, whether it's on this show or on other shows or in mass or in Bible study or like, Oh, I'm not going to go to Bible study. I'm like, there are, there are, it it has been encouraging to me. There are so many people at this foundations course that don't need it. And they're coming anyway. Yeah. And that's just, it's just the humility of being able to like want to continue to grow by returning to the basics. Yeah. I, um, there's someone who's come by my house, um, the last couple of days in a row, uh, asking for help and, um, he's looking for work and we did not have any work that needed done. We just finished a bunch of work actually. And is he any good at audio editing? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I bet he's a quick study. Um, anyways, I, I packed a bag of, you know, just healthy food and waters. And anyways, I gave him my phone number and we've been texting. And so it was during a time that was very busy for me because it was opening weekend of the play. And I had this moment where I was frustrated by the texts coming in. And I, this sentence went through my head was, I don't have time for this. And I was so quickly taken back to the Good Samaritan and the holy people passing him on the street who did not have time. I don't have time for this. And so it was just such a way to slow, slow down, slow down. And this feels like a really good practice in getting back to basics, slowing down, refocusing on the things that are most important and then kind of going from there and how beautiful to do it in community. I mean, that's just exactly what God intended. So I have one final question for you. Let me let me find the year. I was going to say I'm ready, but I don't know that I am. Um, so have you ever heard of the Christian boy band for him, the number four and the word him? No, but I don't think I like them already. In 1992, 
for him in 1992. Yeah. That was my uh, prime. Three, <laughs> three years after Steel Magnolias, <laughs> three years after Taylor Stroll, you decide which one was more influential on the, on the, on the world. Um, they had this song that I remember tremendously. We've turned the page for a new day has dawned. We've rearranged what's right and what's wrong. The song is called Basics of Life. We need to get back to the basics of life. My homework for everyone is to go listen to this song <laughs> from 1992. This is an, this is an endorsement. Like, by, for him. I think it's tremendous. Okay. <laughs> and it might be cornier than I remember, but I love this song. Taylor, have you always wanted to be in a Christian boy band? I've, Did you miss a calling? I, I think I'm good enough to have been in a real boy band. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was born. 10 would years you have been the late. bad boy? Which one would you have been? Uh, you wouldn't have been the sweet, high pitched one that everyone's in love with. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry. But. Uh, well, well, we learned on one of the last episodes that John <laughs> could have been Miss Deep Voice. Oh, voice yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baritone. I'm right in the middle. Okay. I'm right in the middle. So, okay. Anyway, for real, I want someone to. I, there's a thousand so, of y'all listening. I want one person to go listen to this song and tell me it's good. I hear Poor an him. action list. It looks Basics like there are action items to this episode here. You need to pray for someone that is an enemy. You need to pray for an enemy. You need to go look at for him and you need to come see Steel Magnolias. Yep. And a higher, I will let you decide the hierarchy of, <laughs> of homework there. I think listening to for him and then... Then maybe you could put two together and pray for me as the enemy that makes you listen to that song. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Our YouTube channel has been popping off recently. We want to thank you guys for watching it. Not only do you get full-length episodes of this show so you can see us and not only hear us, but uh, we have been releasing a lot of new videos in our A Catholic Perspective series. This is where um, either just me or me and some of my friends walk through some of the biggest hits in pop culture from movies to TV shows. So there are currently our Catholic reviews up right now of the hit multiversal show Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Moon Knight on Disney+, Plus. Encanto, The Morning Show, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and we've also got um, our top 10 Catholic podcasts that you should be listening to right now. That video has almost 10,000 views. So if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do. We can become a partner with YouTube when we hit 1,000 subscribers and um, the right amount of watch time. And we are so close on both of those things. And you can help us out today for free by subscribing at youtube.com slash Catholic. Just hit the little subscribe button and that little number going up is the thing that makes me happier than anything in the world. So subscribe today if you haven't already and thanks in advance. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll and that is Allison Jaquitha Sullivan. Did I say it the same as what I did? In the you beginning? did. I think so. You did. I think that's the one. I'm the one, yeah. Okay, so uh, I had a, a segment that I meant to do last week with John and then we just ran out of time because we were doing other things. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I think I, I was looking through my notes of what we could possibly talk about and I was like, clearly you're not a sports fan and you flipped out on me. I am offended by that. I am. I love sports. I, I have wrestled you to the ground in the middle of a football game. That's... But here again, this has been someone a, who is a not a sports fan. Show. There's a difference between local sports and plays and like the real deal. <sighs> How's that? I admit I do prefer college sports. So does that make me like mid tier fan? Yes. I mean, yeah, college sports because sports. I don't like profesh- professional sports. Professional. Stop it. <laughs> I'm trying to hide my gum, which you get mad at me about. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know it was there. And you have a cough drop. I so, sure do. Yes. Yeah, but I'm Glass very, I'm... houses and all that jazz and pots and kettles. and. <sighs> you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> the older listeners Dude, will I, I know it appreciate would, my references. I know it would be sad. But if you would have a stroke live on oh camera. Oh, my gosh. In your gray wig. It'd be the best clip I've ever gotten. Your brain just went there and you said it out loud. Taylor, it's one thing to think it. You You don't, listen, you don't have to say everything you think. Did you know that? Hi. Help. You want me to say what I think right now? (laughs) But I'm having a stroke? Yes. 
induced by frustration with Taylor Schroll. You should hear the thoughts that I keep in. <laughs> that, uh, fair enough. Okay, but anyways, I am a sports fan. I care about sports okay, a lot. I fine. know the rules. Now, I will say. You got all pissy at me. I did. Back, basketball is my, my weakness. I, I will say this. Now, the only thing keeping me out of, okay, so basketball, the spectators are really close together and you're really close to the other fans and you're close to the players. Let me tell you, I am not getting out of my basketball spectating career without a dust up. It's not happening. Like I am going. Were you there when I got kicked out? No, but I heard about it and loved it and support it and whatever. And I would have gotten kicked out with you. I feel pretty certain. Like I, I'm a little bit of what's wrong with little league. Like I am get, can get fired up. Yeah, a lot of times, I what I hate is the over, the over, like with the whole um, thing. Like they have these signs now that's like, oh, the the pro scouts aren't here, right, right, right. Uh, you know, you, this isn't the major leagues. Y'all need to chill. And I'm like, that doesn't mean that you can call multiple ball strikes, right? Like that, that doesn't give you permission to be bad at your. Job. I like that. I would like a similar <laughs> sign. Can I have a rebuttal sign? Right. I will. Let's write that. Right. I, I agree. Okay, that but that doesn't mean you could be bad at your job. Yes. Is our sign. Yes. Okay, but here's what I wanted to say about basketball. The only thing keeping me out of fights in basketball games is that I don't know the rules well enough to get really rowdy. So, like, when people are like. Three seconds. I'm like, what's going on about three seconds? Fourteen I'm- <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Allison, are you just picking numbers and yelling them out? <laughs> but I do. I have learned three seconds. Anyway, point is, is that I I'm not very rowdy when it comes to basketball. Okay, so okay, I'm so. going to prove my point, though. I'm going to prove that I'm right. <sighs> one of the most historic things in the NBA Finals. A game one. Now, like, game sevens and buzzer beaters are, like, the most famous things. But one of the most historic things ever happened in game one of the NBA Finals, as we record this, a week and a half ago. Okay. What happened? Okay, well, John would have been a better co-host for this. I don't deny it. Right. I'm, I'm um, you, let's got, see. you just got all so pissy, and I was like, okay, then what happened? You're like, I have no idea. I'm like, exactly! That's <laughs> well, my point! Then don't call me not a sports fan. You can say I suck at basketball. You can say I don't care about you the first first game of NBA Finals. Say that. Okay. Don't say I'm not a sports so, fan. Go, Inaccurate. I, I, I came into this of like, if we're going to do this, I'm going to have to explain what happened. Ugh. And then you're like, oh, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. You're I, the one that chose to talk about this with me. So because it's you're timely, welcome. It's either I talk about it today with you or I don't talk about it at all because the finals will be over by next week. Do you want me to just be quiet so you can tell what happened? I'll give you, I can. Do you want me to say what I think? <laughs> I think you should do okay, that much so let more me often guess. Let me guess. Let me guess what happened. Okay. Um, Since I already told you. The, no, the you did, I didn't. I have no recollection of that. I'm going to guess. Is it about a score? Yep. Can I ask yes or no questions? Okay. Yeah, a sports game is about a score. Who'd have thought? No, shush. The surprising thing that happened. Is it about someone's statistics? Like someone's... No, it was a team thing. A team thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um. So let me let me set the stage. The, the, the Celtics are uh, in this series. Ironically enough, the Celtics are the most storied franchise in the NBA history. They've won, they've won more you know um, championships than anybody else. But in this instance, they're the young scrappy team. They're David, and and the Warriors are Goliath. Okay, the Warriors have won a ton, like I think three or four championships in the yeah. last ten years. Right, like, right. They've been there eight times. You know, like they're yeah. they're the old like veteran veteran team, and they're playing at, not only that, but they're playing at home. Yeah, and like one of the big things in basketball basketball specifically because it's a seven a seven game series mm-hmm. like the NFL anybody can win at any any point on any day right sure but in basketball usually the better team wins because over seven it's games, over seven games yeah, right right you just kind of prove it out usually that's what happens you know injuries can happen blah 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 but usually the sure. better team yes. wins and so the Celtics are coming in as the young team they've never been here and they're playing. At gold at Golden State, yeah, and Golden State in this arena, they built this arena. If I, it was somewhere around, I think it was after their first or second championship, they moved into this new arena, new multi million, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, they've never lost a playoff game in that building. Wow. Their home crowd is unbelievable. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. I yeah. hate them to death, but it's an yeah. unbelievable sure. home crowd. Easy to hate, yeah. Yeah, they're Goliath. I can't stand the Warriors. I know we have a lot of California listeners. Screw you guys. Uh, but, <laughs> he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. Uh, for these two weeks, I don't like you. So, um, 
they they're the big dogs and they're winning by 15 points at home in the fourth quarter. I'm watching this on vacation. And I'm like, if I was at home, I would have started playing video games. Uh-huh. Like that's the point where like the game's over. Games right? are, um, but I'm on yeah. I'm on I'm on vacation, so it's like, you know. Yeah. I don't have all the other, you know, like my video games and all that. I'm just like, I'm just going to finish watching TV. I'm just relaxing, right? Um, the Celtics went in losing by 15, 15 points. They won the game by 15 points. No, oh, nice. Yeah. It was a 30-point swing. Yeah. They scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. Awesome. What's 40 times four? 160. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't do math in public. Um, you know this. That was great. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 160 points in a game would have been incredible. Like that's the that's the run right, that they went on, right, right, like, right, right, right. And yeah. it was like everybody had counted them out because the whole narrative was like they're the young guys. They're not yeah. going to be able to yeah. take one a game away yeah. at home. They're not. They don't have the moxie to do it. They're going to yeah. feel defeated. Blah 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 blah. They're going to shrink against these big veterans. Yeah. The, game one, they completely they completely shut like shut them down. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And so, like, one, I like I hate the Warriors, but this was like a historic shrink and a historic step up from the little guy, right? And like, I was watching the game and going crazy, and I didn't think about it that night. But the next day, I was thinking about it, and I was like, like I can't believe that happened. Mm-hmm. Like that was incredible, yeah. right? That they went into their home court, gave them their first loss on that court, literally on that court in the playoffs ever. Wow. And it was just like you could tell watching the game that the Warriors thought they had it in the bag. Yeah. Like it was over. They thought what we thought. Yeah. 15 points at home. Yeah. It's over. We've done this. And yeah. they got lulled to sleep. Yeah. And the Celtics came roaring back. And like I was I like immediately I was like, that's what happens when my faith struggles. Mm. It's mm-hmm. not usually uh not every now and then it is. It's not usually like I got angry at God or I don't believe prayer works or I don't yeah. or um you know, I don't have time. It's yeah. usually just kind of a lulled to sleep. Yeah. Just kind of like a I'm good. Yeah. Just like the worry. I'm good at the beginning of that fourth quarter. It's kind of lulled to sleep, lulled to sleep. Um and then yeah, so that's what that's what happened. What, what I do love you think? that. Well, so I'm thinking of um you know, Jesus often uses like really um, exaggerated things like uh, to kind to shake us awake. It's like he will use, so that's such an exaggeration, you know, like scoring 160 points in a basketball game is, is it unheard of? I don't know, <laughs> but in, in modern basketball. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, but it's but, like what they do in that at an all-star game and no one's playing defense and they're like the defense will lob alley-oops to the offense because they're just having fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in his parables, he would often have this one line where it was like, well, gosh, you know, <laughs> like, and and it, and it, that was its intended response. Like, hey, I'm kind of losing your attention here and I'm going to take you by the shoulders and I'm just going to give you a little wiggle. And you're like, oh, OK, I'm listening, you know. And so I, by the way, I love how, again, I feel like this is foundational, like you boiling it down to to that simple thing makes me just dying to see the rest of the games. Like, I'm invested now. I want to oh, yeah, know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, sure. Okay, so what happened last night? Okay, so here's here's the crazy thing. So they got lulled to sleep and, like, demoralized, right? Yeah. But they're the champ. They got the they're the champion, yeah. right? Yeah. So they come back. They win game two at home okay. pretty easily. Uh-huh. And then they go back to Boston, and Boston is great at home. Wins Boston, at home. Boston wins at home. Uh-huh. But then... Golden State steals a game back in Boston. In Boston, so it goes back two to two. Oh, okay. It goes back to Golden yeah, yeah, State yeah. two to yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night's game, Golden State wins at home, so they're okay. up three to two. Okay, and they only need to win one game, so they're going back to Boston. Gotcha. So kind of the thought is what people think are going to happen is you know Boston will probably win at home. Yeah, and then Golden State will probably ah! win at home. So, okay, so this we, is we, we tonight or tomorrow night. It's uh, a couple days from now. Okay. Couple, well, it, like, as, as it comes out, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I wanted to do yeah, this now because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the series will be over. Like it, it might it might not end up being a perfect thing, but like as much as I want Boston to win, yeah, uh, I like Boston. I hate Golden State. Yeah, so I want them to lose, but it's like I kind of assumed that they would. Yeah, that they would win because of sure. the whole veteran, harder champion, that sort of thing. Yeah, but um, that first game, it just it was such a shock. Where like everybody was just like, "What happened?" 
The Celtics were like, what happened? The Golden State, <laughs> the TV announcers, like, what happened? I'm sitting there, like, what happened? And it just, it yeah, it just it just reminded me of the whole getting lulled to sleep, but like the, the comfortability, right? Exactly. Of like, like we're yeah. we're good. It's like, oh, I could be like, oh, I've been around the church my whole life. I don't need to pray today. Uh-huh. And then that becomes just kind of getting lulled to Absolutely. sleep for multiple days in a row. Yep. It's like, no, we need to come back and like, what happens when strong people? Come back. They, they're now leading the series. You know, yeah, like, you know, like, they, yeah. They, they oh, I so. love that. That's so good. Um, okay, that's our show for today. Um, Alice and Jaquitha, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today. Your Thank jazz you. Hand, do you do jazz hands and steel magnolias? Um, I do. <laughs> yeah. That was the weirdest That was weird, ever. wasn't you it? sounded like Janice from Friends. <laughs> 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 that's our show for today. I'll be back next week. See ya! Thank you guys for listening and watching today. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you did, again, please, please, please hit subscribe. It's the nicest thing you can do for um, for any podcaster, but especially here for us. You guys are the best. We um, just thank you so much for sticking around with us. We are so glad to see the show continues to grow. Y'all are the best. Love you. Bye.